Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our interview this week is with Jessica Manchinton, the pastry chef at Demun Oyster Bar. You can find Jessica at her website, jessicamanchinton.com, aka Show Me Pastries. We get to chat with Jessica about her culinary and baking background, from her education at Johnson & Wales, to all the desserts she is currently coming up with at Demun Oyster Bar. And uh, we also get to learn a little more about how she's always up for a challenge at work. He wants to make, like, the biggest burrito possible. <laughs> Please enjoy our conversation with Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how's Welcome. it going? <laughs> Thank you. Nice to see you. Indeed. Thank you for coming over, for making the time. Oh, of course. Perfect. Um... What are your bottles that you have brought for us? Yeah, I brought today. a couple bottles. So I brought uh, Ching Tao, just a classic um, Asian beer, fantastic, easy to drink. And then I brought a bottle of soju. Mm -hmm. So um, people that don't know soju, it's just like a Korean distilled liquor, kind of yeah. similar to sake. Lovely. So. Awesome. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, we only have one glass, but you know, we'll make it work. What, what would we start with? What do you think? Um... I think Ching Tao is probably the way to start light beer, not mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. uh, crazy with the liquor yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can Let's do it. you guys a little Please bit. Please do. Like. Mm -hmm. anyway. we'll just do little sips. That's fine. Sure. Thank you. Of course. Cheers. And none for waffles. Cheers, and Cheers none guys. None for waffles. Delicious. Mm. Yeah, I actually went to the uh, global market out in Kirkwood. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was shopping this morning for kanji ingredients Ooh, nice mm. indeed excellent i love that store oh yeah it's great i actually haven't been to um global but i mean seafood city and all the other places i've mm -hmm. been to a lot so it was fun to it was it's, it's an, a lot nicer store their produce is fantastic out yeah there. Mm -hmm. um, they have a really cool selection i didn't realize they had like german sausages and all kinds of stuff as well so it's kind of fun just sort of meandering up and down the aisles very slowly, mm -hmm. seeing what you find. Yeah. It's like a limited budget, so I was like, I can't buy all the things that I want to buy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I get paid in a couple of days, I have to go back. <laughs> and you can go nuts. Yeah, yeah I like it. The The produce are super cheap. Oh, it's yeah, it's fantastic. Nice. And it all looks really good, which is, is nice. Some of the, like, smaller Asian markets, um, it can be hit or miss. But mm -hmm. that was very, it's all good quality stuff. The selection's crazy. Oh, they had, like, so many different meats and and things. We just picked up some um, lamb, making some shepherd's pie tomorrow. Cool. So. Oh, yeah. Very nice. 
So Jessica, yeah. tell us who you are. Um, I am a local pastry chef, uh, one of the few here in St. Louis. I'm currently working at Demon Oyster Bar, um, but I've been a couple places around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love making sweets. Nice. That's, that's pretty much my life. Very cool. And How then, long have you been at Demon for? Um, I started there about a month ago. Okay. Um, I've been hopping around a little bit. Um, before that, um, I was at Blood and Sand when you guys got to come in. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, right, right, yeah. I made the uh, the banana split dessert. Yeah, also, that's right, that's Jordan, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and kind of been a couple places before that, but the longest I was at before that was retreat with uh, Mikey. Cool. Which was, hmm. yeah, it's fun, but classically trained pastry chef. Yeah. It's fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So what sort of stuff do you bring to Demund? Like, how have you been trying to change up the... Yeah, so stuff there. Um, before I started, it was um, Libby was doing the pastries. She was just one of the servers and doing them on the side. Um, mm-hmm. But I talked to um, Chef Dan and Tom Halaska, and they're like, yeah, come on board. Um, do whatever you want. I was like, all right, well, it's a little bit more difficult because it's a smaller, you know, local neighborhood eatery mm-hmm. as opposed to something like Blood and Sand that you can do a bunch of crazy plated desserts that are super intricate. Um, so I've been trying to do things that are familiar, but still really nice. Um, so I've got like a selection of truffles on the menu right now, a red wine truffle for that, for all the industry people, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, but uh, this week I'm going to be doing a selection of macaroons based on plated desserts. Nice. So I can't really do really intricate plated desserts because there's not a dedicated pastry person mm-hmm. uh, to plate them. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be making gooey butter cake macaroon because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's St. Louis. Why not? Uh, apple pie, and I think there was a strawberry cheesecake one I was going to make as well. Mm-hmm. So Nice. So you okay. make uh, little things ahead of time that people can then order mm-hmm. that don't really have to be assembled too yeah, intricately. Yeah. So I do, I have like um, a lemon pound cake on the menu that we curl off. So there are a couple things that are a little bit more intricate. Mm-hmm. Um but I've tried to stay simple, um, especially at the oyster bar. You know, people come in for a quick bite, grab mm. a couple oysters, uh, a beer. So I wanted to do smaller uh, desserts that would kind of fit mm-hmm. with that style. So it's been working out pretty well. We've cool. sold quite a few so far. So Nice. That's good. Yeah. It's cool. kind of a learning process with what the clientele wants mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. But it's fun. Nice. Um, where'd you get your training at? Um, so I went to Johnson Wales University in Denver eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an adventure. Um, mm. <laughs> it's a really great school. Um, so I got my associates in baking pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, worked with like a master chocolatier and all kinds of crazy things. It was really good. I'm glad that I went. It's kind of it's a little bit harder to um, do pastry just jumping into the industry really you can go work in a kitchen and start as a dishwasher and work your way up and mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit harder to do that with pastry just because it's a little bit more technical yeah so I'm really glad that I want even though it's very expensive mm-hmm. but um yeah I did school there and then I actually um went to Mizzou and did hospitality management for three years and mm-hmm. got that degree as well so nice. try to do a little well-rounded uh front and back of house kind of thing yeah yeah. Are you from St. Louis? Yeah, um, uh, grew up here. My family's all from the Northeast, mm-hmm. but um, grew up out in West County. Um, 
I didn't realize how big of a food scene there was here until I moved back. Mm-hmm. Um, came back like three years ago or so mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and just kind of jumped in. Um, started working eight hundred one chapas when I moved back, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the food scene is crazy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I was working at, um, in Columbia beforehand, I was working at Sycamore, and a bunch of my coworkers left to come work at Sydney Street, and they were like, oh man, he's got this James Beard nomination, I had no idea that anybody in St. Louis at the time was that, you know, Mm -hmm. doing these crazy, awesome food things, so I'm really glad that I came back. Yeah. City is definitely taking off a lot. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. With the Nash and winning, uh, the James Beard Award this year. Mm -hmm. As well, it's fantastic. Yeah, now people have actually heard of us. <laughs> exactly. Good stuff happening. Not a flyover city, guys. Come visit, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> and live here. Yeah. yeah, or live here. Yeah, it's good. Do I came that. back. I don't regret <laughs> it. I'm I'm actually very happy I came back. Right. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to establish yourself as well. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Low cost of living. Good thing. Yeah, the low cost of living is amazing. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And I mean, the low cost of everything. My sister lives in New York, and she came to visit. And we went to uh, Sasha's over in Shaw mm. and got a glass of wine. She was, like, amazed at the price. She was like, this is only, like, $4? Mm-hmm. This would be, like, $12 in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you guys need to, need to come visit more. <laughs> yeah, it happens there. I understand. Oh, yeah. I've been to visit New York a couple times, but uh, it's, yeah, it's really expensive. But it's yeah, worth it. It is. It. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just there about two months ago, and... Yeah, it's expensive, but yeah. we had a great time. Yeah. Sure. Were there any cool places you guys got to go? Went to went to the Dutch in uh, is in Chelsea, right? Mm. Uh, or is that where Cook Shop is? No, that's where Cook Shop. Oh, that's is. right. Yeah, I went to Cook Shop as well. Where the Dutch is? Um, it was more south. But it went to some really nice little coffee shops. I went to one place in Hell's Kitchen. Mm. Um, actually, a couple of nice coffee places in there. Mm-hmm. Really sort of nice place to have a nice little some nice scones or some really awesome coffee or yeah. nice little, little quiches and stuff like that. And just. Uh, so we went some went to Chinatown. Absolutely, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, had some. Uh, went, where did we go to the really oh, those pie ramen? Where's that? That wasn't even in Chinatown. That's more towards. That was uh, near where we were staying. That's more time towards Midtown. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, but you know everything's great. Yeah, it was good and really awesome. We got pizza. Oh, really enjoyed of course, that. you have to get pizza. I noticed that there's like a billion brunch places in New York. Whenever I went to visit my sister, we had brunch like every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. I think there <laughs> need to be like more brunch places open. Yeah. Just constantly. Yeah. We it can gets, have it's getting there. Bottomless yeah. mimosas every day. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. Well, I have the idea of opening up a place called Char- uh, Charlie's Reckless Breakfast House. Yeah. Reckless, that's a tongue twister there. Yeah. Reckless and I, I'm a stutterer, house. a clutterer, so I have trouble saying that too. Sure. But, but then, and I would close down and then become the nudie bar, which are. Just, oh, but, nudie. But no, G N U D I. Oh, nudie. Yeah, so it would be, a, it'd be sort of Italian cocktail lounge kind of thing. Uh, so yeah. breakfast in the morning and then Italian cocktail lounge at night. Yeah, yeah. Then oh, be a nudie bar. Yeah. yeah that's but, great. But the breakfast place, the breakfast place would actually be like uh, specialized in open face sandwiches, like really crazy sauce swipes like you know way too many sauce swipes on just, you know. just all sauces all reckless spill on your plate spill on your uh, table you know. oh did you see um i actually saw a video on facebook where they were using the fidget spinners to sauce yeah. plates yeah yes. so they would put the sauce mm-hmm. in the middle of the plate put the spinner on it that's clearly <laughs> the marketing technique that you need to go with there you go. the trend yeah. just splash and splatter everything all over the fidget spinner and just <laughs> making it crazy yeah <laughs> reckless breakfast house yeah 
Get like a cereal face. bar. What? A cereal bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. People love cereal. Yeah, they have those. Cereal's great. They? they have cereal bars. Well, I think my one's open. Not open in St. Louis. I thought. No, may have taken somewhere yeah. else, but I thought they had one in like uh, New York at least, or some other places. I would have yeah, somewhere. Yeah. 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 Totally. Even just some dude's house. Hey, come on in. You know. <laughs> just come and have some. I got I got like four different choices you can use here. Uh, I got skim milk and whole milk. That's pretty much all you get. But <laughs> have fun. Come hang out with my cat. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, I'm excited. Just a regular Wednesday morning. Yeah, I'm excited about the. Um, to try the bar that opened in Maplewood, the Taps. Yes. Um, one mm-hmm. with the wristband. Yeah. Hmm. One where you be. make your own cocktails and serve your own beer and stuff. Yeah, it could be dangerous for some of us industry mm. people that can just, like, yeah. drink way too Walk much in. beer. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then you just get your wristband, and they're like, all right, you're cut off. Like, you can't have any more beer. Mm. Well, but I'm, but I'm serving myself, so, like, <laughs> can you can you really cut me off? <laughs> yeah, we have some industry friends that aren't too friendly to the idea, though, coming out the bartender. Yeah, um, I mean, me dating a bartender, <laughs> I don't think he's, I, I mean, it's a different kind of thing, it's a, it's more of a beer bar, so. It's, yeah, so it's not I the mean, same crowd, obviously, so. You're not going to come back home and be like, traitor. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? I was at the bar without the bartender, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's all good, now. we'll just start a bar in our house and everything. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. There, I think... There's a couple other places that are opening soon, too. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, Rick from Southern is, is going to open his place. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Forget who else is uh, branching. Oh, uh, Jesse Gilroy as well. Mm-hmm. Going out to Newtown. That's going to mm. be really cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Pangea. Yeah. I'm excited to try yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she just made the transition over to Sydney Street not that long ago, so I mm-hmm. wonder how long she's going to hang out over there. And we need to visit that place again. Sydney yeah. Street? Yeah. I haven't been in a couple of years. Yeah. I, I know I have a couple of friends that work there in the kitchen. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. So mm. I'm sure Wellman's doing all kinds of fun, crazy things For sure. as usual. Mm. The beignets there are just the best part. Though. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big beignet fan. Yeah. I got to go to New Orleans on a vacation. Which, I mean, the more important part is I got to go on a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I finally got to go to New Orleans and have, you know, you have to have Cafe de Moine. Right. But yeah, was, that was, I mean, one of the requirements is like, I don't care where else we go, this is just the pastry classics we have to go there. Mm-hmm. And they were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Apparently, beignets were on the, the menu for a while at De Mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I brought, them, I brought them back for about a week, and this couple brought me aside, and they're like, have you been to Cafe Du Monde? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I actually went like last week. They're like, these are better. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a big challenge to live Ooh. up to. Yeah. But, nice compliment. But I know. It was, yeah. It was, yeah <laughs> I, felt, I felt pretty Excellent. cool. Yeah. It was also really awesome. Um... Allison from Sauce came back, came mm-hmm. by last night and yeah. uh, had some dinner as well. Nice. So, got Very to cool. give her some of my desserts, which yeah. was mm. nice. exciting. Indeed. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll ask you about more food and drink stuff. We're already on the track, but that's fine. Sure. <laughs> um, what are some other uh, dishes or meals in town that you think people should know about? Dishes and meals that yeah. people should know about. Mm-hmm. Well... 
Um, the things that I spend most of my time doing nowadays are just eating Asian food. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of um, smaller Asian places that are just overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, Weihang is on South Grand, and everybody mm-hmm. drives past it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go in there and get really great food. However, the greatest thing on that menu is the salt and pepper shrimp. Mm-hmm. I have dreams about it. It's mm-hmm. okay. You have to get it shell on. It's mm. like... I'm not really sure how they make it. It's like sautéed or fried mm. or something, but you have to eat the whole thing with the head and the shell and everything, mm. Mm. and it is probably one of my favorite bites of Asian food mm. in the city. Okay. It's fantastic. All right. Um, I also know that um, Paletti is working on a bunch of charcuterie over at uh, Basso and Boundary, mm-hmm. and um, I'm really excited about that. I don't think it's quite on the menu yet. Mm-hmm. Um but we got to try a little bit of it, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Cool. It's it's crazy. He sent us out this huge board full of just, it was just all meat. It was amazing. He's like, here, have, you know, <laughs> three pounds of bacon. Yeah. Hope you weren't on a diet this <laughs> week. Um, that's also going to be really cool, because uh, Josh Charles just started working at Basso. Yep. Um, so I'm kind of excited. I know he's prep cooking, but I'm sure he can lend a little... Uh, guidance and they can work together right i'm excited for what they're gonna do together it's gonna be really cool yeah um but i what else have we been recently um we popped over to cleveland heath not too long ago which i think people overlook that they think it's like a super far drive over in illinois um but it's really not not too far of a drive 20 Mm -hmm. 25 minutes or so Mm -hmm. um and just phenomenal food it's delicious yeah Yeah. they have the uh Japanese pancake on the menu that like I'm pretty sure however you say it Mm -hmm. Asian words words, yeah Um, pancake song I'm pretty sure there hasn't been a time when I haven't uh gone there and ordered that so Mm -hmm. I need to break into the soju here a little bit now that we're talking about Asian food let's do it a little bit um, let's do it. Absolutely. So have you always had an affinity for Asian food and drink? Or did you develop it later? Um, that's definitely been uh, a little bit more recently. Mm-hmm. Just uh, because of who I'm dating. His affinity for Asian food. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm. yeah, it's been uh, something that I've actually wanted to delve a little bit into in the pastry world. Just because yeah. there's not a ton of Asian pastries out there. There's not a ton right. of plated desserts, so I wanted to try and um, develop some plated desserts or just like small bites that are inspired by Asian flavors mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that, you know, you couldn't typically find at just like, you know, Asian restaurants. Yeah. So, you know, I've been trying to uh, do a little research, mm-hmm. of course, in the meantime. Absolutely. Yeah. I've also been playing a lot with uh, a lot of um, booze. Um, so all of the truffles that I have on the menu at Demon have alcohol in them. They're not for children at yeah. all, um, which is great. Tom just uh, throws a bunch of alcohol at me. He's like, here, put this in some chocolate. I'm like, all right, sounds good. I'm like, I'm like um, do we get a sample of this first? And how much do I get to sample before I put it in the chocolate? Because that's the important part, right? right? Um, but one of the truffles I have is with uh, Sean Sam. 
which is a green tea liqueur that Bob yes. Brazel oh, yeah. actually that. brought in. Yeah. Um, that is fantastic. Yep. Yeah, we love uh, tea. Liquor. Oh, um, oh cheers. Soju. Yeah, I'm cheers. Right. Soju time. Actually, wrong language, but... Oh, yeah, I, something I, like that. I think there's a, a cheers, but I'm not sure what it is. Yep. Something like that. Oh, yeah, cheers. That's nice. Mm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. It's so refreshing. Yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah, we actually originally had Chung Sam at um, the Night Owl above uh, Treehouse. Oh, yeah. And, I actually uh, haven't been there yet. Yeah, it's a cool little bar. Yeah. And they ha- yeah, Steve Balch made it into... Um, is that how you pronounce the last name? Bolch? I think Bolch. Dang it, I messed it up. Uh, anyway, um, I was doing that, but uh, but it made it into like an old, like almost like an old fashioned, but it had sure. that in it, so it came. It has this, that tea flavor to it. Yeah, it's yeah. really really good. Yeah, I um so I wanted to like, I wanted to use it because Tom was so excited and he was telling me that Bob brought it in, and um, I didn't want to do anything that would overpower it too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, putting it with any kind of dark chocolate would just it would just completely disappear. So I put yeah. it with some white chocolate, but I also brought in uh, or added a little bit of lavender bitters mm. to kind of bring yeah. out um, the more floral notes of it. It's really, really fantastic. That's good. Good. Yeah. I find myself just like, oh, oops, I just ate like five truffles that I was supposed <laughs> to like save for the customers. Yeah, um, yeah there's. Uh, and so, so what are all the cock- or the truffles that you made? Um. So. So far, I've made Fernet Truffle, because, I mean, <laughs> that's developed into one of my favorite Amaro liqueurs, yeah. of course. Um, and then I did a uh, red wine and dark chocolate with uh, the Mystique's uh, Cabernet, um, so kind of reduced down some red wine and put it in there. It's really good. Um, I mean, red wine and chocolate is yeah. like... Can never go Stupidly, wrong. yeah. Stupid. It's a stupid combination. You just, you have to. Um, I've also <laughs> did a, um, so I did the green tea um, as well. And then I had a Firelit's coffee liqueur in dark chocolate, mm. um, which was really good. I only ran that one for a little bit. Um, but I'm trying to uh, find a couple other flavors that I want to do. I want to do some like brighter, um, like summer flavors mm-hmm. for yeah. you know fruits, banana or something like that. Mm. Um, we have some really good Meyer lemon um, mm. liquor that I think Bob Razzle might have also brought in, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. Um, but it, uh, it'd be really fun to use that. Mm. And then I think I know the next one that I'm gonna try and do. Um, Leopold Brothers has a. So I have it in just a liqueur. It's uh, blackberry, but they also have a blackberry whiskey that they Whoa. make with the liqueur. Mm. It's insane. Oh, man. Yeah, the um, Leopold's rep came by during uh, gin week, like a week or two ago, mm. whatever that was. Um, and she brought all the gins, but she also had all of her other liquors with her. And she's like, here, mm. have this sour cherry and all these things. <laughs> I'm like, now I have to make pastries out of all of these. <laughs> it was really great. So problematic. Yeah, I know, right? Actually, I know. the Fernet that I'm using for the truffles is actually the Leopold Brothers mm, and not Fernet Branco. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah. Is um, it very different? It's a little bit more uh, citrusy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got kind of a lemon note to it. Mm. Um, but I, uh, whenever I made the ganache for the truffles, I added um, some mint in, so it's a little bit more of a traditional uh, yeah. Fernet Amaro flavor. 
Um, so that's it was pretty good. Cool. Mm-hmm. You're enticing me to come over to Bimini. <laughs> yeah. Please. I haven't please been in months. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan has been making some crazy delicious food over there. I'm really excited to just everybody that works there is super passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple of people working in the kitchen. Um, Jesse used to work at um, Boston Boundary with Dan, mm-hmm. and that kid can cook. Mm-hmm. He um, so yesterday. Um, we had run out of the set that we were gonna run with our swordfish special, and he's like, "All right, I'll just, I'll just throw something together." And ended up being like this crazy concoction of like casino topping for you know oysters, but then he put it on top of the swordfish and all this stuff, hmm. and he threw it together in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "This is crazy," <laughs> um, but everybody there is super excited about food yeah. and drinks and everything, so it's really nice to work in an environment where everyone's just super passionate. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all a little crazy. <laughs> right. But yeah, you kind of have to be. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we kind of blast our music a little bit too loud, but <laughs> I think it always helps. I mean, if you're eating in a place and you see everybody having fun right. or enjoying what they're doing instead of looking miserable, mm-hmm. that's always pretty nice. Definitely. It makes, it makes your experience more enjoyable. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I saw pictures of the Chili Willy they have over there. That's very uh, yeah. That's a um, that's a Dan and Tom Halaska creation. Um, just a giant seafood tower. Uh, I think it's based off of some kind of penguin. The name was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chilly Willy Penguin. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, it's really cool. I I'm glad they're offering it. It's nice to have kind of a taste of a little bit of everything that we yeah, do. Totally. Uh, it's got ceviche on it and everything. Um, oh, cool. Actually, also have some. Of course, they have alcohol in them, but uh, some <laughs> popsicles that mm. I'm trying to figure out a way to put on the menu. Um, mm. But I made one with Diplomatico rum, uh, pineapple, and raspberry, and I was trying to figure out a way to like incorporate the chili name to those as well. Mm. So we have the, the, the chili Willie and chili popsicle or something mm. else. Yeah, but Chili's Willie. <laughs> something like that. Chili's Willie. Maybe. popsicles on the menu just because I know there's like a park that's right around the corner and the kids are gonna be like oh I want a popsicle I'll be like you can't have it mm. yeah or your parents will be really mad if yeah. you do or maybe not I don't know I could relax them a little bit <laughs> yeah. um hmm. but we're also doing something really fun for this weekend um, so have you guys seen the backdoor burrito that, uh, Tom and Dan have going on? Mm. No. Okay. So, uh, um. Backdoor burrito. Sure. So the kitchen, uh, has a door right by the end of the patio, which is referred to as the back door. Um, so we have the, uh, we have a farmer's market going on every Saturday, mm. uh, with a bunch of local farmers. Um, so Dan and Tom came up with this idea to sell a burrito out of the back door because they can't really, um, do brunch while the farmer's market is going on. Mm. Um, so they've been doing that for a couple of weeks, but this week, Tom put forth a challenge for me, and I'm really kind of excited. He wants to make, like, the biggest burrito possible. (laughs) So he's been searching and trying to find, uh, burrito, like, tortillas bigger than 14 inches in St. Louis, and he can't find them. So he was like, oh, wait, we have a pastry chef here. (laughs) So he was talking to him yesterday, and he's like, Jessica, I need you to make the biggest tortilla that you possibly can. I'm like, all right, well, we don't have an oven for that. 
But, uh, luckily, Scarlet's opened not too long ago, and they have their wood-fired oven, mm. so I'm going to go make some wood-fired tortillas that are, like, 22 inches Ooh. for this weekend, well. and they're going to try and make seven-pound burritos. Oh my God. I know, it's going to be insane. Whoa. I don't even... This might warrant a photo shoot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be... Uh, and are it, they, like, brunch burritos, or what, what do yeah, they typically so have as fillings? Yeah, breakfast burrito, um, so I think... Um, not this past week, but the week before, there was a ramen burrito, so it came mm. with a ramen broth mm. on the side and mm. had uh, noodles and stuff in it. This week was like a coconut fried rice, but they did a um, perfect St. Louis burrito. It was pork steaks, and they did a Peach Fest barbecue sauce. Whoa. It was it was awesome. <laughs> mm. Yeah, these are definitely some things that like need to be experienced. Mm. They're crazy. Mm. Um, so they're just doing all kinds of crazy flavors, um, whatever they can come up with. She's like, eh, we'll just, we'll just throw that in a burrito. And they only run it for Saturday brunch, so yeah, okay. it's a very limited amount of time they, they're available, but they're pretty fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. And I luckily, like it. Yeah. I get to work at, like, to work at, like, 1 o'clock on Saturdays usually, mm-hmm. so I'm like, all right, do you guys want leftover burritos? <laughs> like, do I get to eat this today? <laughs> um, yeah, they're cool, though. I'm, I'm excited. I don't know what they're going to come up with this week besides the giant one. I'm not sure what the flavor is, but mm-hmm. apparently there's some crab. The ramen apparently was the crab favorite. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's not not like a burrito, even mm. though it does come with a side of like ramen broth that Dan made, but you know, it's pretty cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely exciting. Mm-hmm. I've done all kinds of crazy stuff over there. <laughs> mm. cool. yeah. Um, Let's see. Question from left field now. Do you have any... Interests or hobbies that no one would ever suspect about you? Um, interests that people wouldn't suspect. Um, sure, yeah. Um, so, for a long time in my life, I've been really uh, obsessed with technology. Hmm. Uh, in my past, I dated a bunch of engineers, uh, computer engineers and stuff. So, I actually have, like, a $1,200 computer that I built myself. Cool. Um put all the pieces together and just play a ton of video games. I don't know <laughs> if I look like the kind of person that would get into that, but I've got like this whole custom headset and this whole setup going on. It's crazy. Um, and then just yell at the computer. It's a really good way to like get all the energy from the day out. You know, you get off of work at 11 o'clock, you're not tired at all. You just go mm. yell at a computer screen. Yeah, um, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I took a lot of like figuring out to... For a lot of time spent building other people's computers to figure out how to, like, build my own computer. Um, but I have, like, hidden talents. I'm able to do technology things, which is useful. I yeah. Mean, if I ever decide to leave the industry, which, why would you want to? <laughs> of course. I love cooking. I've spent all my life doing this, so. Nice. Um, uh, do you have games of choice that you play? Games of choice. Um played a lot of Team Fortress 2, uh, hmm. but mostly uh, a lot of Counter-Strike um, and Halo. Mm-hmm. Halo is the class. I have an Xbox as well mm-hmm. and, like, three other game systems. But the running challenge in my house right now has been N64 Mario Kart. Classic. Cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Classic. I mean, it's, it's like a constant fight about, like, who's winning this game. <laughs> Just got, oh, get home late at night. Like, oh, man. We gotta play Mario Kart. It's been a while since we've played, but um, I might have to bring it out tonight. Nice. Now we're all moved into our new place. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be great. Now we have two N64s. I mean, 
there's never a problem Living with that. Large. Right? You got two TVs, mm. two N sixty fours. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. it's classic. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I have any other hidden talents, though. I do love to read a lot, though. I have, like, way too many books. Yeah. Mm. Way too many cookbooks. What sort of stuff? Um, the majority of the stuff that I have right now is uh, cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. I don't know how many people actually read through cookbooks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, you pull out a cookbook and you're like, all right, I'm looking for this kind of recipe, and you flip to it. But I like to read, like, all the way through and then, really? like, get inspired with stuff. Yeah, read so you, the like, stories and stuff. Sure, and mm-hmm. then take notes. Oh, hey, like, I saw this dessert in this cookbook, and I may not want to do exactly that, but it inspired me to think about this. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it definitely helps when you're trying to come up with different ideas mm-hmm. um, for plate desserts or anything. I mean, I, at Demon, I also uh, work online. I'm just a normal uh, line cook as well mm-hmm. um so it's always nice to be able to have ideas for all kinds of different things and not just pastry yeah but i have a lot of classics and uh non-fiction as well yeah cool. are there any cookbook authors that you found especially inspiring or have good stories um not necessarily most of the stuff that i've been reading recently is a lot of really technical um books about sugar and things like that mm-hmm. um some um molecular gastronomy i've also read through like most of the book of yields which why would anybody need to know that it just tells you like the yield that you get from vegetables and fruit Mm -hmm. i read through most of it Mm. it was fascinating a little bit it's like oh yeah if you peel these carrots you're gonna get two pounds we'll come up in jeopardy someday exactly exactly what's the the yield ratio when you peel this amount of carrots I know this. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like reading the more technical things. I actually bought a book that was specifically about, like, the hygroscopic properties of sugar. Um, hmm. So, like, how uh, water dissolves in that and everything. Um, just to be able to better use sugars and things. And mm-hmm. I, did, I mean, I actually have a sugar tattoo on me. It's the wow. uh, sucrose compound. Mm. I love so, the bear. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, so I wanted to be able, I mean, I feel like I've never done learning my crafts. There's cool. there's no point in which I'm going to be like, ah, yeah, I figured it all out. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Never, Agreed. yeah. So I'm never going to stop buying cookbooks, so yeah. mm-hmm. I like to read the more technical things, though. Cool. It's like, that's, that's stuff that I can, like, read that and then just go into the kitchen, experiment mm-hmm. with nice. a bunch of stuff. Cool. Yeah. It's fun, though. Very cool. All right, so Jessica, tell us um, about what are all your stats? Where can people find you in person and online? In person, online. Um, so I actually do have a website, I think, up still currently. It's just jessicamathenson.com. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty simple. Um, Instagram is jessman, it's J-E-S-S-M-A-N-C-H. Um, pretty simple. Um, or just Facebook is just my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have a huge like social media thing, but you're probably better off for it, really. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do post a lot of stuff on Instagram, pictures of food and things, and pastries and desserts and all the, you know, things that you're not supposed to eat. Mm-hmm. I realize like there's so many times when I look at myself and like, I make my living about making people fat. Yeah. Like I mean pastries are sugary and they're not necessarily good for you and I don't want to make desserts that are good for you Mm -hmm. 
I could, you know, I could spend a lot of time making sugar-free, healthy things, but no, I just want to make you, like, the most sinfully delicious chocolate that, like, <laughs> you're, like, not sure if you should eat it, but, like, it looks so good that you kind of mm. have to. So, mm. yeah, it's fun. Awesome. Are you more of a, the type of uh, pastry chef that, or chef in general, that you go by taste, or do you have, like, really strict rules, and you go by science and exact measurements? Um, actually, it's a little bit of both, just mm. because... So, when I work on the line, I mean, you know, you're making a salad or you're making whatever and you have to, you have to sit there and taste. There's not, like, a specific recipe on how to, like, cook a steak. I mean, there is, but, like, it's kind of more of a feel thing. But when you're working with pastries, I have a huge book full of recipes that, like, I've tested and worked and Mm. they're all, like, organized in a specific Mm. way. And, like, I can play off of those a little bit and I can improvise a little bit but Mm. I really like to stick to specific formulas because I know it's going to come out right um I love pastry because of how technical it can be sometimes Mm. I mean my sugar tattoo is a chemical compound it's very scientific and I love I love that I Mm. I love playing with all the science of things it's I don't know, it keeps me, my brain active. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But then I can just go on the line and, you know, cook normal food and not have to think <laughs> about science and just mm-hmm. take a break for a while. Like, make, go home and just, like, make Alfredo sauce mm-hmm. in, like, two seconds. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, kind of a, a little bit of both things. Cool. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I find it's nice to be a little versatile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's really hard to be just a pastry chef. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if I want to make like a living wage, it's kind of hard to to just do that. There's not a lot of restaurants that are of the the caliber that can, you know, they have enough money to be able to afford something that can just do pastries. Um, so that's why I spend a lot of time trying to like work in kitchens online and make sure that I have that versatile. Plus, it also helps in like pastry stuff I mean being able to know the the savory flavors and the things that you're hey well they're gonna have a steak um so I know what that steak tastes like and then I'm gonna make a dessert to go with it um afterwards so no it all kind of works together a little bit Mm -hmm. but I think most of my time is just spent eating and drinking as one would do not a bad thing no not at all (laughs) I understand (laughs) yeah I love it (laughs) I just drank a bunch of beer this morning <laughs> before I came that's, in. That's, that's all I did. I just ate, ate and drank beer this morning. It was great. Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Uh, so, okay, Jessica, last question for you then. Sure. Before we sign off, do you have any ask for requests for the folks listening to us? Um, Anything at all? Requests? Absolutely. Next time you're at a restaurant, just, just try some dessert. I know that... There's pastry shops out there. There's a lot of um, smaller time ones, too. I've worked with a bunch of, um, I hate to, like, say it, but most of the pastry people are girls. Um, but I've worked <laughs> with a lot of girls that, you know, they're aspiring in this town. They're, they're doing their best to get their names out there and, and making these crazy, mm. awesome things. I work with Jordan, who's still at Blood and Sand, and she makes amazing desserts, and mm. they put, like, so much time and effort into it. So... Yeah, just save a little time for a dessert at the end of your meal. I mean, it's I like doing dessert because it's the best way to finish your meal. It's 
the last thing that you're going to remember. It's the last thing that you do besides, you know, take a shot of Fernet or something, <laughs> like I do. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, just save a little time for that. I mean, you could be surprised. It could, it could change your entire experience at that restaurant. There could be something that you wouldn't have thought that you would have. So, yeah. Basically that. Good. I like it. Uh, wise words. <laughs> so, Jessica, thank you for coming over. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It yeah. was fun. Drink some soju, hung out with waffles. Yeah, totally. Sorry, he's been very, usually more active. So relaxed. No, that's alright. Yeah. He's had a very full day of watching things and changing oh, things. Yeah, of course. Watching squirrels and relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Totally. Yeah. Good course. job. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, would you consider giving this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It would be really helpful to us to help get the word out about what we're doing. Could you help us make $1 a month? We are really wanting to build up our Patreon site where you, the listener, can help support what we, We Eat Stuff, are doing, not only through this podcast, but also through our website, Instagram, and videography. We have several levels of sponsorship where you can be rewarded with cool stuff. You can donate at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. We appreciate your support so much. Please join us next week for another interview, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye!